Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Hello Steve O Podcast. It's Tuesday. You made it here, ladies and gentlemen. And what a show we have lined up for you today. We asked you for your dating stories, and well, we got sent in an amazing journal of dating stories. We have a show for you that is about looking for love. Jenna is back. We've got so much to get through and so little time. Let's do this. And you are very welcome back to yet another episode of Hello Steve-O Podcast for this Tuesday the 21st of July. I did ask the question during the week about the baking, which feels so long ago for so many of us that for some reason we all got hooked. I mean, I am number one culprit in this situation, but we all got hooked on baking. And it just feels like so long ago since I was baking Japanese milk bread buns day upon day upon day. I was just, to be honest with you, they did keep me sane. They kept me sane. They kept me focused on something to do. They kept me fat. That's for sure. Asha sent that in to me as well. She said, um, she said she is not baking anymore and i like laughed back to that question that i had put on instagram during the week and she said my big ass says it's not funny now we did have the conversation about uh, it is a thing in the world now loads of you out there have to admit it that a big ass is i suppose it's in right now I don't think there was a time in my life in particular that there was that the big ass was not in I mean, I've always loved a big ass, and I think it's uh, more more baking, I say. If it means a bigger bum, then more baking, I say. Now, there's, I mean, there's a couple of uh, women got in touch to say that, you know, Kira said, Kira said that she had put on, I, this can't be true, because of me and my baking, I'm getting blamed for the fact that Kira says, oh, this could be bullshit, that she put on 10 kilos because of baking at the beginning of lockdown. That can't be real. But not only that, not only that, Kira has introduced me to a new word in the dictionary. It's maybe not in the dictionary, but I have never heard of this word before. So congratulations to you, Kira. And and here here is a new word for all of you out there, all the new listeners. Um, whether you're offended or not, this is officially a word Kira told me. 
about, I'm sorry if you're in the US or the UK, for example, because you might find this word particularly offensive, but it's it's quite standard practice here in Ireland, I must say. Kira introduced me to a very special word that is, of course, the gunt. The gunt. I asked her, is that a misspelling? What did you mean to say there, Kira? She said, no, it's not a misspelling, Stephen. The gunt is where the gut and cunt meet. That's right. The gut and the... I can't say it again. I feel bad saying it again because a lot of you are are already horrified or you've switched off. You said he hasn't gone there. He's used the C word. That's inappropriate. He should not be using it. I'm sorry. But shout out to Kira and her gunt. Um, and look at... Look, if, you, if there's... W- women in particular were the ones who got in touch about this. If you're getting bigger because of bacon... We love you more. We love you more. Do you understand that? I love you more anyway. So thanks for the messages on those ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to all the Patreon listeners. And I'm delighted that you enjoyed the coffee that I made for you. That's right. Those are the kind of bonuses that you get on Patreon is that I will literally make you a coffee. That's what I did for many years for a living was making coffee. But last week, I really enjoyed making the episode where I just made people a coffee. Not on video either. I was going to do a video version of it, but I enjoyed doing the audio version of it, a podcast version of making a coffee. Why? Because there's loads of sounds that went on. But I'm glad you enjoyed it and the little chats that we had there as well. And finally, my microphone for the top of the camera for the vlogging has returned. It took only three fucking weeks. Fucking Royal Mail, useless in the UK. But I've got the microphone and it's back and the videos will be back on the Patreon this coming uh, week. And probably Friday, I'm going to say. So I'm looking forward to doing something for you guys again on Patreon. If you are interested to see what's going on on Patreon, you can click the link in the description to this podcast and you can support the podcast. You can support me, an independent artist, to continue doing the work that I'm doing by buying me a coffee. Click click the link in the description to this episode that you're listening to now. I had an amazing week with reading as well. Yes, I know. I read now. <laughs> I was reading a book that I have mentioned to a couple of people now by Jaron Lanier. Now, a lot of you will have noticed that I have been quieter on social media in the last couple of days. Was that a conscious decision? Yes. And a very difficult conscious decision because it is difficult to not go on social media. A lot of people think that phones are the issue, but actually I'm learning that it's social media is the thing that I naturally unlock my phone and just click without even thinking I go into Instagram. And it's kind of scary. So I've been reading this book called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. Now, I'm not preaching here. Here's the problem, right? When you talk about something that you've learned, because I'm learning, I'm failed, I'm a failed human being. I'm learning here, and but I'm not preaching to you guys. I'm not telling you what anybody should be doing. But the problem is when you say that you are enjoying something, people get offended or you're, enjo- you're learning a new change. People get pissed off at you and they just log off. Like, it's happened with the running, I know that. And I try to encourage people in their running, but you can hear other people going in their heads, oh, would you fuck off going on about your running? It's fine if you're not into the running. That's fine. It's not a reflection on anybody who doesn't run. But the same with social media is that I don't know if I'm giving up social media right now. That's the honest answer. But I am 
through reading this book, using it less. And that it's not, it's like the Alan Carr book for smoking. It apparently does an amazing trick there where it stops you from smoking. As you're reading the book, you kind of naturally stop smoking, apparently. Well, this book doesn't promise to do that, but it seems to have worked that kind of way on me with regards to using social media. Knowing what I've learned from just reading the first half of the book, it's just made me want to use Instagram less. Like, one of the arguments is, you are losing your free will. Now, that sounds a bit too much. How are we losing our free will? I mean, maybe you guys already know about this, and I'm the idiot here. But it's all these algorithms. The guy who wrote this book, Jaron Lanier, was one of the people that created the algorithms for social media. And he, he describes it as, it's not... You know, there's nothing social about social media, as you all well know, because what good is ever said on social media? But the algorithms are created to addict you. What the hell? No shit. And like, I suppose I kind of did know that, but that explains why I unlock my phone and straight away I'm into Instagram, scrolling, 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 liking something, whether I should like it or not, whether I, sh- whether I got enough likes, whether I'm getting enough followers, blah, 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 blah. That's all a fucking game. That means nothing, doesn't it? Because all it is is algorithms that make you addicted to continuously scrolling and posting and um, all they're doing is collecting your data, working out what it is that you like and what you don't like, what you watch and what you don't watch, so that they then advertise to you. That's just one of them. You think on social media you have your own free will, but what he's saying is that we don't. But that's been a very interesting book. Um, And I know you might think, is that podcasting? Does that come under the same thing? It doesn't actually, because what podcasting is interesting is that it's a conversation. I am able to enunciate, express something through my voice, express the complexities of it. Social media is not interested in that. Social media is about posting and getting attention and doing anything to get the attention. And while I do promote the podcast on social media, and I do try to get attention to it that way, I'm seriously questioning whether I should be on doing that at all. But then how does this relationship continue, guys, listeners of Hello Steve-O Podcast, if I'm not blabbering on on social media about it? I don't know is the philosophical answer to it. Speaking of addiction, what a segue. Joyce was in touch again. She actually hasn't been in touch with me uh, today on the day of recording. Joyce, as you all know, was trying to give up the cigarettes and the voice message is gone now. I was going to play it for you now. But she did have a slip. She did buy a box of cigarettes and she smoked 10 in one day, which still is an improvement if you smoke 20 a day and you've basically cut yourself, weaned yourself off them altogether for uh, at least one week and then you smoked 10 in one day. That's still an improvement. So well done to Joyce. Uh, and I hope I haven't heard from you yet, but I do wish you all the best with it. And I hope you are um, read the Alan Carr book. That's what that's what I did. I did say read the Alan Carr book. Um, but that's it. Listen, Joyce, we're all here to encourage you and to encourage you to. Yeah, look, if we fail, we all fucking fail, don't we? You're all going to see me posting on social media now going, Jesus, Stephen's failed. He couldn't he couldn't hang up his addiction of talking into the camera, doing selfies and stupid videos and stuff. I don't know. I'm just thinking about all this stuff. 
But I tell you what, I'm having some laugh off is your amazing stories, guys. Thank you so much for all the fantastic stories that you sent in. But we ended up, Jen and I, having to discuss the stories of one particular individual who sent us hilarious stories of dating life in Dublin or in Ireland in the past few years. And I'm so thankful to everybody who sent in their stuff. And listen, if there's anybody out there who is looking for love, send in a profile to me on hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? Imagine you had two listeners looking for love who are both single and listeners of Hello Steve O Podcast. Already you know that you've got something in common. Wouldn't it be cool to hook the two of you up? Get in touch. Email, not through social media, email, because I may not be doing social media. Email hellocevopodcast at gmail.com. We've got some amazing stories to get through here on this podcast. You're in for an absolute treat. There is loads of laughs here. Jenna loved all the stories that we were sent here. So enjoy myself and the wonderful Jenna Logan reading the stories of looking for love. The wonderful Jenna is in the house. Is <laughs> it is great it is amazing to be back i mean i'm excited about today's episode oh my God, me too. <laughs> so, this is like my my new favorite show on netflix that's actually <laughs> yeah. like on my lap and i'm gonna read it i can't oh i guess it's those are called like what books i don't know yeah yeah i know this is amazing it is amazing and we have to we are focusing on a particular this week a particular particular collection of stories from a from an avid listener of the show, but we've agreed that we can't be giving out real names no. here, so there will be no real names given in all this. We already made the mistake of giving our real names. Let's, <laughs> yeah, that's let's true. Let's not inflict that on this poor listener. That's true. Yeah, but and we also so we've decided. I mean, Janet, to be I said we should give this person a code name, and you've come up with Griselda. Griselda. <laughs> Where's where does that name come? From? You know, it's like German fairy tales. She is going on like a quest and adventure. Nice. So that's nice. You know, Isolda. Griselda. Is that how you pronounce it? Griselda? Griselda. We'll call her Griselda. 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 Okay. Griselda, thank you so much for sending these stories. Because we got loads of stories from loads of different listeners. But this is next level. This is... This is a book. This is a, a, a very specific expression of a very specific journey. Before we get into it, though, I wanted... I thought we could just chat about the dating scene now in general versus dating scene when we were growing up, when we were younger. Versus he means like when I was growing up because <laughs> yeah. Stephen's still growing up. I mean, come on, let's get real. Yeah. But also versus the different, like dating scene in Ireland versus like I lived in, in, um, in the UK and have experiences in like Latin America, for example. You grew up in the US, mm. lived in Ireland as yep. well. So there's different cultures within the dating scenes. Yeah, yeah. When you came to Ireland, it was for a man, was it not? No, it wasn't, but oh. it became about a man. Cheeky monkey. Yeah, so I was not going to stay in this godforsaken Whoa. country. I'm kidding. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, no, but I wasn't going to stay. But then I did meet my current partner, uh, like, two months are we after calling being, partner or lover we're gonna we're never forward. calling him lover <laughs> steven we've gone over this no one calls, i know i just oh, love i love jesus saying, it I just love. makes my fucking skin crawl like <laughs> let's talk about you're talking about your vaginas <laughs> as well and lovers Ick. i don't want to hear those words grody oh my god blarp but blarp <laughs> So you had originally come to 
to Ireland to Very study. Personal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you made that dirty. Yeah, yeah, I did. Let's move on. <laughs> I came to Ireland to get my damn degree. I was only going to stay like whatever the 10 or 11 months to get it all done. Yes. And then I met my partner and we're still together like 13 L- years on. Let's get into the nitty gritty of that. I mean, we haven't a lot of time, but like, but how did you guys meet? Was there dating like was it a dating scene then or you know i was terrified because he was actually uh more or less my supervisor i took an internship at an institute that will not be named hashtag me too um, (laughs) but no i seriously thought like when we got involved i thought this is it this will end everyone's career oh really i was really scared for people to find out but then after talking to a few people about it like close friends everyone was like no one cares it's ireland for fuck's sake <laughs> i mean seriously they were like who gives a shit right and okay. yeah that was kind of the attitude right mostly people were delighted that he was dating someone because they were like oh that poor bastard we thought he'd die alone i'm kidding i love you sweetie he is gonna kill me anyway so yeah we're still together how, did, how so how did that start in a situation do you guys just start like is it a hanging out thing or oh right yeah no actually it started off with a bang although he didn't realize Woo! it he, I met him, I think it was in October, and I just immediately was attracted to him. I just really liked him. There was something about him. And we would occasionally meet for a coffee or something. It was all very casual. Right. And so you're just having chit chats. Yeah, chit chats. We're at work. Do you want to go you for know? coffee? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. We, we get a drink after work, this, that, or the other. Nothing big. And then it was coming up to Christmas, and I wasn't planning on going home because I just, yeah, I couldn't afford it or whatever. And he said, oh, that's really sad. You're going to be alone on Christmas. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I have all these movies. And he was like, (laughs) would you like to go out on Christmas Eve? And I just thought, who asks? This is like a rom-com. Right. You know, I mean, I thought that's got to be huge. Nobody's ever asked me out on a date on Christmas Eve. That's insane. Uh, And then it turned out he genuinely just felt sorry for me. And he didn't actually know that I liked him. Right. He didn't really feel the same way. Really? And I kind of forced the issue. And I was like, I essentially said, you should date me. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're not your own best promoter, who's going to do it for you? And I think he was just momentarily confused. And then I pounced. Right. And so, and then he was like. So the hashtag me too got flipped on its head there. It totally got flipped on its head. Absolutely. And yeah. So I still wear the pants in the relationship, obviously. (laughs) I'm he, kidding. He I'm kidding. He hasn't been let go since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's tried to get away. I will not let him. Do you think that it was like he's such a because I've met him once. Is he so laid back that he just doesn't even think that way? Totally. Like, really? Yeah. He just it's didn't crazy, know. isn't it? He didn't know what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, you he like me. He still doesn't know. <laughs> I have to tell you that you like me, but trust me, you like me. <laughs> That's so beautiful. You have to explain it to him. Listen, buddy, <laughs> you like me. You're just too lazy to realize. He does this. love me, but he is of also he he's terrified of me so and i think listeners if you haven't met me i think you're probably a little terrified too and you should be anyway so that's how we met how was it growing up in uh, the u.s and experiencing dating life there because i I spent a very short time living over there actually and dating was like a thing that you kind of did all the time quite yeah it's quite um casual is i suppose it is it's a casual thing isn't it it's quite yeah like i when i was in my 20s and i was dating like i had a few relationships but then in between those relationships i suppose i was always the one who was wondering are we monogamous like i would go out with someone a couple times and we'd have a nice time maybe even nothing had happened but to me i was always kind of wondering 
Are they dating somebody else? Right. Like, I just wasn't. So, so, but that, that is a possibility within dating culture, isn't it? Yeah. You're allowed to date a couple of different people before you make it official. Yeah. Right. I was never comfortable with that. I would struggle with that because I'm a bit of a sensitive Steve. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't multitask on the dating front. That happened to me in London. And to be fair with a, with, with a girl that... To, to, be, to be fair, it's nobody's fault, I have to say, uh, 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 at the start, you know, but we were kind of seeing each other dating, I suppose. There was no conversation. We'd actually both just, just split sex. up. We were having sex. <laughs> okay, Jenna. I mean, that was okay. code for no conversation. Well, obviously, you're boning. Okay, got it. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, we had we slept together a couple of times, yeah, but we were doing a lot of hanging out, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then uh, I was going to... a party and for some reason she got it into her head that it was it was a it was a, a woman's party um i don't know why i said it like that that's yeah what's it's like, that what's i've never party? been to one of no one's invited me it was to just, a woman's it was, party it was just a it was just a very casual it wasn't i was being invited as the friend of my housemate so he he was you know um kind of seeing this other woman it was a sink of the mayo party all right um so it was a daytime thing but the girl that i was seeing had it in her head that i was going to a girl's party she thought that i was for some reason, for whatever yeah. I was hooking up with this girl, I literally went to this party, ate some nachos during the day, and I was home by <laughs> 6 p.m. She went to a party as well of this DJ that she had said that she fancied, but she kind of said it flippantly that she really attracted this guy. We met up for our next hanging out session, and I kind of said it flippantly, oh, did you bang the DJ that you <gasps> liked? And she said, yeah. Oh, she was going to show was, you. And she and she and I was like, "What?" And and she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I thought that we had to, like what are you doing here now?" And she was like, "Well, I thought you were going to have sex with that girl at the What? <laughs> I don't even I never even met that girl. I was just invited to a party. I was at home by 6 p.m. and because she thought that oh I was go- so I was genuinely like I, I was like, it wasn't a huge deal. It wasn't like a breakup or anything like that. Yeah. But I was like so hurt by it. It's I don't like think she, I ever to her again. She had revenge <laughs> sex without even fully understanding what it was, was you were doing. There was no revenge. I know. Yeah. You're just like, I have I'm, nachos. She, she was like, I'm just going to do it before you do. It was the kind of vibe. Oh and uh, it was so awkward because that also I couldn't kind of go, well, you obviously enjoyed it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, are we going to, and I was like, are you going to have sex with him? No, no. It was just a, I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Too confusing. Too confusing. But I don't think the dating scene in Ireland was ever a like. I definitely had like I definitely had sex okay with people, but it was never. It was never. Let's go out for a coffee, which that culture exists in the US a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I think there is. It's easier to meet someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever the deal is, and just just have a little bit of a spark, a little Mm. bit of a flirt, and then just say and hang out. Yeah. Do you want to go get a coffee? Yes. Do you want to go for a walk? Yeah. And you just, you take a little, you know, hi there, (laughs) into this dark park behind (laughs) these bushes. Sorry. Uh, But, you know, I think it is easier to do that here. Whereas here, I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of women um, there has that, to be a lot of alcohol involved. Yeah, yeah, that is the full truth. I they're said like, that as a dro- joke, but it's the full truth. Oh my god, they're like, yeah, I never really have had sober sex. I've heard that yeah, yeah, from yeah, women, that and I'm just like, I was that in any way okay? I was actually technically in my single years, which was most of my twenties, was meeting people daytime and going on 
dates, I suppose, daytime. That's the I would never. I was so. I'm so unattracted to drunk people. Yeah, of yeah. Both like, of, like, I, like, regardless of whether there could be, you could be a nice person. If you're blah, 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 in my face, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, that's, I just walk away. It's not much of an I'm aphrodisiac, intra- no, is it? No, no. But that's the opposite of what a lot of Irish culture is. Yeah. Like, but I can't stand it. I know. I can't stand yeah. being around drunk people. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, so we're going to go get stuck into this uh, thing right now. Have you heard? What well, do you like? This, this is basically all based on apps. Is the story here? You've had no experience of apps. I'm going to going to guess, Genesine, as you're still on a Nokia. <laughs> Did you drop off the le from that word? Are you talking about fruit? Is this about apples? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't have. I don't. <laughs> app application. Jenna, for those for any new listeners out there, Jenna does not have a smartphone. Mm. Um, and mm. neither should you. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I have talked about it earlier on in the podcast, but I'm in the middle of reading this. We won't, I'm totally diverting. Now. Yeah, I know. I this thought we were going to get stuck yeah, in. We're gonna get, sorry, <laughs> but this is by Jaron Lanier. Ten arguments for deleting your social media accounts. He's a philosopher and computer scientist. He invented all the algorithms that hook you into social media. He's and, the devil. Yeah, he, and he's like, yeah, you should really not have apps. I designed them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that, man. Sorry. Anyway, let's get stuck into into this. Have you any? Have you, have you heard of app dating? What's your yeah? Feet? Like Go on. I back in the states, um, like what t- fifteen years ago, I would have been. Actually, was I on eHarmony? I don't think I was. I never. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. I never paid. I was just like, I won't pay. That's cheap. Um, (laughs) So I, yeah, I'm familiar with the whole concept, so I understand what's happening here. And there used to be used to be very common to have put an ad in the paper. Oh yeah, no, my actually my cousin met his wife that way, and he's only like five years older than I am. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So So. that used to be uh, another way. So I think just apps is another extension of that. Except absolutely, it's It's just a way for people to meet. Yeah, and it's it's just way too accessible. I think. Anyway, I will tell. Yeah. (laughs) Um. This is the question that Griselda is that we're calling we're calling her Griselda Griselda has posed for us and she's written this amazing document basically she asks at the top of this document does anybody meet in the real world anymore or has technology ruined dating for us she says the dating scene in Dublin has changed in a major way with the introduction introduction (laughs) introduction (laughs) of dating apps my brother-in-law says that you have to go on at least 10 dates with 10 different guys before you find the one I would like to know on what basis the brother-in-law is uh, garnering this science from. I know. Yeah, well, it's her brother-in-law, so I'm assuming he's married to her sister. So was the sister the 10th date? Oh, good question, Jenna. We should follow up with that. Yeah, we will. (laughs) So she says, I wonder why he researches these things. Oh, he's researched it. Hmm, apparently. (laughs) Given the track record so far... so far in my dating life, maybe he is onto something. I have decided to list these dates to see how long it actually takes and see if that someone special can be found. Excellent. This Excellent. is all for science. This is all for science. Yeah. Thanks thanks to Griselda. Griselda for sending it in. And Jen is going to start us off with chapter one. Chapter one. <laughs> the English cork man. I thought that by paying for an online dating app, the chances of meeting someone who was genuinely interested in a relationship would increase. How wrong I was. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know we should have God, We really should have gotten Sound some music like, cues yeah. for this. This could have been good. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, this guy was from Cork, the rebel county. We met on the app. 
chatted for about a week, and then exchanged numbers. He had had a previous relationship with which uh, yes, which sorry, he yeah, has a daughter from. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> with which he had with his daughter. Wait, what? No, <laughs> he had a daughter from a previous relationship. Okay, this did not bother me. He seemed nice, friendly, smart, spoke highly of his daughter, and came across via text and app messages as a really nice guy. Uh oh. We arranged a date after about two weeks of texting. The plan was to meet in Dublin. It sounded okay to me, but the venue was yet to be decided. I got a call from him the next day. The call started out well enough, but quickly took a turn in a strange direction. (laughs) He declared that although he was from Cork, he decided he was, in fact, an Englishman. (laughs) He spoke of his grandfather being English. Both his parents are Irish, but sure, that didn't matter. (laughs) He was English through and through, and so was his daughter, if he was to have any say in the matter. He also told me that the majority of Cork people are in fact English and that that is a known fact. (laughs) I have a lot of friends and colleagues from Cork myself, none of whom see themselves as English. I don't blame them. Uh, I always look for the good in people, often to my own detriment, and this situation was one of those times. I decided to ignore the rant about the English and the greatness they did for our country. Honestly, what planet was this guy from? (laughs) And I asked him where we should meet, to which he responded, Uh quote, somewhere on the side of the motorway where I can throw you over the bonnet of my car and give you a good seeing to... Holy shit. Unquote. When I declined his unusual invitation, (laughs) I was met with a series of profanities and some threats. So I ended the call, blocked his number, and canceled my my membership to (laughs) Match.com. I can't even remember his name now, but this was about three or four years ago. What a lucky escape. Griselda, girl, that was a lucky escape. That was a lucky escape, Griselda, absolutely. fucking psycho. Literally. God, who says that? Well, obviously, Englishmen from Cork say that kind of thing. It's a, well, I mean, like, she's right about how the the conversation takes a weird, let's go back to the top for a start. She says that he seemed nice, friendly, smart, and came came across all this way via text and app messages. Hmm. This is part of the issue, I I think, with apps and uh, social, but not just social media, but communicating solely. Yeah. By looking at your fucking phone. Yeah, no, and I mean, it, it's about meeting someone and taking, you know, clues, body language, yes. and just kind of reading their vibe. Mm. That's a thing. You, Absolutely. You meet people and you just know you click sometimes, and other times you're like, I need to get away from you. It just doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm sorry. She went away from the mic. There oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she was getting so impassioned by it. <laughs> no, I was. She was like, like You've <laughs> got to read vibes, people. Yes, gesticulating wildly. Uh, yeah, so I do think that we're missing a very human element when we don't speak face to face. Absolutely, yeah. and I think, but so he does come across nice in text, which is obviously um, it is not a reflection of what he is as a, as a real person. And as she says, then the, the the conversation takes a really weird takes a really weird turn, and um, he declares that he's from Cork, but in fact he's English. What? How do you feel about the? Um, the whole identity being so important about wh- wh- where you're from and all that. To me, at this 2020, uh, I think this is fairly fucking boring. It is a bit boring, and it's it, it is also um, it just makes me raise an eyebrow. What Irish person? He's yeah. a, he's of Irish parentage. <laughs> 
and he wants to identify as English. It's true, like what Griselda says here about, you know, what planet was this guy from? Yeah. Do you understand the relationship that the Republic has had with England? Do you get it? He, he, he does. He, he like, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Now, I, I just realized, sorry, while, while you were just talking about his parentage and all that, I just realized I, I, my, one of my next door neighbors was exactly like this. And it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was the eldest. Um, and he was very, when we were teenagers, anyway, he was very like, uh, the Irish are stupid, up the Brits kind of a thing. I, it's, it was really weird. What actually. a goon. Now, now, now I think about it. But he grew up in Ireland. He never lived in England his life at all. No. Uh, it's just like, this, yeah. maybe it is. Like, And I'm embarrassed now because I grew up in Cork. But now I'm thinking like, Jesus, is there a few <laughs> Cork <laughs> people who got, nah, fuck this, up the Queen. Like, you know? up, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up the Queen. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that is really strange. And, you know, the fact that your next door neighbor when you were teenagers identified as English. Yeah. I think that's one thing because we try on a lot of hats when we're that's younger. good point, Jen. But when we're older, this guy's old enough to have a daughter, and that means much. But, you know, he's an adult human being. Just yeah. fucking figure yourself out. Yes. Don't, like... How, yeah. what, what kind of weird... Well, not weird, but what identity things did you have? I think I've spoke about this before on the podcast, and I'm embarrassed about it, but it's not actually a bad thing, but I, I wanted to be black when I was a kid. Oh, Jesus. And for a yeah, week... let that go now. That is a <laughs> yeah. hot-button topic. <laughs> yeah. But that's how, like, I was... 10 and for a week i made people call me nicholas in school because i thought that, that was a black name <laughs> really yeah. i think it's like a scandinavian I not, exactly, name <laughs> I a cl- hadn't a bloody clue were you saint nicholas? was that no no <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but i don't i don't know but yeah but that is a weird like that is the kind of weird identical yeah, yeah. stuff that you go through when you're a kid like you know? i mean i get it like when i was a kid I wanted to be British because I just read too many Agatha Christie's. Right. You know, okay. I just, that yes. was my thing. And I was like, yes, God, if I could just walk into a big country home and find a murdered corpse on the drawing yeah, room yeah, floor, yeah. <laughs> my dreams would be fulfilled. And then go, hmm, I wonder who did this. Yes. Well, I'll just investigate <laughs> and not call the police. <laughs> yeah. Huh? How does that always happen? Yeah. 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 Anyway. No, that's, that's true. And there is actually, I know there's a lot of older generation Irish people that are really into the royals. That are like mad, like you know, into into all that. Have the plates with the queen on it and stuff yeah, like that. So it why? it is a thing. Yeah. But um, let's get get down to how he um when they're asking to meet up, he says, I mean, is is this the way he's speaking here? There's two things that I'm wondering here. Does he think he's being cheeky and going, oh ho, ho sure, I'll bend you over me car and we'll have a bit of sex, <laughs> and he thinks. That she's going to think, oh, you cheeky chap. Yeah. You're a naughty boy. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, it's gone horribly wrong. And then I think probably when he when uh, she calls him out and says, no, thank you. And he is profane with her and threatens oh, yeah, yeah. her. That's a good point. You I know about that bit. Yeah. That makes him a total <laughs> asshole <laughs> now. Total, total mi- minor detail there. But, you um, know, I think it's probably from a place that he is a total psycho. And also, if he's not a total psycho and he said it it was just a dumb thing to say he got nervous mm, yeah uh then he continued being dumb and nervous he started being a dickhead yeah yeah, so. yeah. um well th- i mean like that was a lucky escape and mm. fair play to you griselda we'll move on to chapter number two chapter two yeah fair play we'll probably be saying that a lot to you i think <laughs> over the course of the next couple minutes griselda yeah. is officially a legend yeah exactly chapter two yes. this one is entitled the hurler this was a nice guy indeed Tall, dark, handsome, and played hurling. Is that we, you? 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. I I'll used to play up. hurling. <laughs> Jenna, stop it. You, you're me tooling again. <laughs> I know. Get out there. I'm going to get you over the bonnet of the car, Stephen. <laughs> sorry. Read, read. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. Okay. She says, we met on Tinder and chatted for a few days before we agreed to meet. We used the app to agree the date and didn't swap numbers before meeting up. So I feel that this is like a next level in the relationship type thing when you're chatting on the apps to swap numbers yep. kind of takes things to the next level of the seriousness. Yes. Um, we used to, uh, we used to, so yeah, blah, blah, sorry. So back to, she says, uh, one Friday night, we met in a gin bar in town at about 6 p.m. for a couple of drinks and to see if there was any connection in real life. The plan was to meet him for an hour, no more than two. Inside, in her bracket, she says, also one of my brother-in-law's dating rules. That's not a bad rule. Yeah. yeah. And then I was on to head to my friend's birthday party. I never made it to the party. Oh, my God. Did you die, Griselda? Oh, no. Sorry. I guess not. Was there a party in the pants? I don't know. Jesus. (laughs) Keep reading. I I have to know what happens. There was a definite spark from my side with this guy. We got along very well and lots in common and all was looking good before we realized it. We had stayed out chatting and laughing until last orders were called. Mm -hmm. We hopped in a taxi home as we were both going the same direction. It was then that he dropped a bombshell. He was li- oh god. He was living in the same house as his ex-girlfriend because neither of them could buy each other out. I was fairly tipsy at this point and said that it was fine and we agreed a second date. We texted for a few more days but never met up again. Then out of the blue, one day I got a text from him saying that he felt he wasn't ready to be who he thought I needed him to be. Whatever the hell that means. And that was it. No more hurler. O-M-G. Come on. Okay, let's let's get into this Let's break one. this one down. Yeah, let's break this down. So, you know what? Great rule from the brother-in-law. I think yes. two hours for a first yes. face-to-face meet is a good out I for find, everybody. I find it interesting, though, as well, the brother-in-law's role in all this. He's like the coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your next move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got, yeah, like a dry erase board, and he's got, like, all these <laughs> marks on it, and then you're going to move over all here. All the tactics, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so good rule there, and it's great when you meet someone like that, and you have that connection and that spark. That's fantastic. And- a lot of boxes were ticked here. A lot of boxes were. Tall, and handsome, hurler. Even the whole thing about, okay, he's living in the same house as his ex-girlfriend. These are the modern times we live in. I was going in. to say, isn't that such a modern, like, I know, we, I mean, geez, maybe I'm, I'm talking out of coming into my old age or some of that. But, you know, when you do get into a place of, you know, marriage, then the family and all that kind of stuff, it cuts out a lot of bullshit, doesn't it? Yeah, it t- cuts out a lot of complications. Yep. Because if you're not married, but you're having kids and you get a mortgage together and all that stuff, oh, it gets messy. Yeah, it does. And I mean, this is this is a very real problem. They obviously own this house together. God damn. Uh, what are you going to do? You've got your equity in it. Um, mm. I just said the word equity. God, I feel <laughs> like an adult right now. Um, so I, I'll even give him that. And I don't think it was... I don't think he should have led with that at the bar. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's yeah. not your opening line. Yeah, he says it when they're on the way 
back to his place or wherever in the taxi. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, they, I don't think that's think, that's not what was happening. I don't imagine. Maybe it was. They're a bit drunk. They've had a few gins and they were actually, no, it's not, I know it's not here I in know, the text. I know, I'm like looking. <laughs> Jenna is scanning the text. Reading between the lines. <laughs> like, yeah, but between the lines, maybe they there was the thought of things were going so well and that, that it wasn't mentioned, but he said, oh, it feels like this is the next thing to do. We're going to somebody's house. And he goes, well, it can't be mine because i sleep with my ex yeah exactly and by the way it's a one bedroom and we don't have a sleeper couch so i still technically sleep with her no no none of that is said yeah that's so fair enough we're all fine with that but then you never meet up and you get this weird text wasn't ready to be who he thought i needed him to be also they were they were texting for days like after it so that's a positive carrying on of right that's annoying that this didn't work out, but I think that what he said here it shows that he was kind of insecure. I oh, think yeah. He, I think he had a lot of personal stuff. It sounds like they had a great time. It was a light evening. Yeah. They sparked. Yeah. I don't it, I don't think Griselda would make any big demands on a person no, the she first seems, night. No, he wasn't ready to be who he thought that. So he's... What's interesting there, is that a little bit patronizing that he's thinking about what Griselda needs and I'm not ready to be that yet, yeah. as opposed to fucking asking her? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, getting all riled up on Griselda's <laughs> behalf. I like it. Yeah. You know I, but you know what I mean? Like, if you haven't, because that's actually happened to me before, although it was another weird uh, situation, but somebody... Oh, tell us. Well, it was just... Uh, <laughs> did I talk... I, I can't remember. Yeah, I talked about it on um, Katie Boyle's podcast where I went through a phase of going out with born again Christian girls. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Did I not tell you about this? Because when you when you unlock that that lock, that's a win. Well, that, well, that did happen twice. But like, mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it, what? What is? I keep making what, these noises. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. It just keeps growling. Ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But one of one of them had never masturbated at the age in her late twenties. Oh. You know, that's not right. Sure, it's not. It isn't just right because it's in the bi- It's not in the Bible. Doesn't mean you forget about your clitoris. Do you I'm know what I mean? sorry, but what, like, what else are you doing when you're twelve and thirteen? You're just th- poking around on your bits, <laughs> like when what, you're on your own. That's what I was gobsmacked by. I was like, I was like, literally sitting there. And we haven't done anything at this point, kind of going, how do you not know? How have you not gone and and messed around down there? Yeah. And um, anyway, but but then when you do unlock that box, unfortunately, pardon the pun, but it, it's like it's madness. It's wild because they're, it's because it's too much pent up frustration for year upon year. Um, but and I, that's what makes it worth it. Is that right, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> no, because they go because that oh. was only a couple of dates. And then it was like, uh, she was like, basically, right, we need to get, she didn't say this, but she was essentially kind of going down the road, right, we need to get married now. And I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, take it (laughs) easy, girly. And I was in the middle of transitioning between jobs. I was going through other stuff in my life and we'd only gone on a couple of dates. And she literally for, I think it was three weeks, would like turn up on my door at random times going, we need to talk. I'm like, we don't, it's over. We agreed it's over. Oh no. You nut job. And you can do that for yourself. Okay. YouTube it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's on there. It's all on there. but one of these Christian girls, I'm sorry, I'm going way off topic. One of these Christian girls had, we got on a couple of dates. And the only reason I went out with the Christian girls was because, like, I come from that really strict religious background. For some stupid reason, I got in my head, I need a good Christian girl. Anyway, bollocks. <laughs> but one of them stopped dating when nothing had happened because she had felt that the, that I she was worried about my relationship with the Lord. <laughs> 
I swear to God. I'm sorry. I did not grow up with religion. I, it's something really foreign to me. I just hear stuff like this. And I am like, my eye is practically thrown out of joint from yeah. the eye roll. I who thinks this way? I, who th- that, but the arrogance to think like that. And I think there's a little a bit of that guy saying that to Griselda here going, I don't think I'm ready to be w- what you need. Yeah. Like, well, shut the fuck up. Yeah, what do you think she needs? How did you get that insight? You didn't even ask her. Yeah. Didn't even ask her. You could have had sex and and had a nice time and that was it. But anyway, you missed out, Hurler. Yeah, you did. You missed out, Let's move on. Next chapter is read by Jenna Logan. (laughs) Chapter three, The Farter. (laughs) These, these, by the way, are what Griselda has entitled. Yes, we haven't written portion. this. Griselda no, has this, written this. Obviously, this we is have, all Griselda's. Yeah, like, well done, Griselda. Yeah, researched report into her own dating life. <laughs> okay, the thing that I like on POF, which, which is, is pl- yes, sorry, what pl- is it? I had to Google it. <laughs> it's an app called Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish dating app. The thing I like on POF is the same thing that I dislike. Anyone can message you. You don't have to be matched. Uh, sometimes this can be a good thing, but oftentimes it's not so good. Is that a word, by the way? That's I like it, but oftentimes. oftentimes yeah. yeah, that's nice. A compound word. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of people sending all sorts of messages to you. I spent more time blocking people than I spent chatting to them. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't matched on the app, but he sent me a message. This guy was nice. His photos were good. He was hunky, well-built, and tall. Mm. He had an athletic look about him. I think that Griselda has a type. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think I was like, <laughs> we know her type. Yeah, you know? she likes athletic strapping boys. Mm. Okay. Again, we chatted for a day or two and agreed uh, to a date. He has a cute dog, so I suggested meeting him after work in a very public park for a walk, a chat, and to see if there was anything there. Woof. It was mm, <laughs> woof. It was a fabulous sunny day, and I remember recognizing the dog, but not the person. <laughs> I love it. That's just like me, Griselda. I'm constantly talking to dogs, and then like I, I don't know you, but you talk to my dog all the time. He was not what was in the photos. Oh, no. <clears throat> Those photos were 10 years old, if mm. they were a day. He was now very slim and looked like he'd been through a rough time. Drugs. But I was there now, so I might as well see how it was going to go. Within the first 10 minutes, he had told me his life story. Some of it was quite sad, and it was very intense. That was not the problem, though. <laughs> During our walk, he let an absolute ripper of a fart. I mean, the loudest fart you have ever heard. I looked at him. He did not look at me. We both ignored it and walked on. I thought maybe he was nervous. <laughs> Or maybe it had been the dog. (laughs) We walked to the dog park, had a chat, then went our separate ways. When he called me later to ask for a second date, I wasn't too sure, but I agreed. The second date ended up taking place in the same location as the first. His opening line was, quote, I always get to a second date, but then no one wants to see me again after that. And I don't understand why, unquote. (laughs) Oh, buddy. I just shrugged it off and talked about something else. So there we were, walking to the same dog park, when again, he let an absolute massive ripper, and again, he ignored it. Come on, who does that? I stared at him in disbelief. He said nothing, acknowledged nothing. It was as if it hadn't happened. Then a few minutes later, he did it again. I stayed a few more minutes, then made my excuses and got out of there. There was no third date. Uh... So, well, let's see. So we're two years on from the farter and I've decided to reinstall Tinder and POF. Surely there are some nice men left out there, right? 
Um, the farter. <laughs> well, the poor. <laughs> I feel so. This guy, I feel so sorry for. He <laughs> is. He's obviously got some kind of like stomach upset, a chronic condition. That's why he's lost the weight as well. <laughs> oh God! Farted off all of his bulk. Oh my God! Well, I think it's very funny because uh, my partner, if he hears this, which he won't, he doesn't listen to this. Um, he would hear me reading the farter segment, and he'd be like, "Oh, well, that's appropriate." <laughs> I'll say no more on that subject. Why, uh, who's the farter, Jenna? No. Sometimes I overeat and then I get a little gassy. And he's like, he says to me, I can't believe, why am I saying this? You have to say it. But he, goes, he says to me, you fart like a man. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm kind of like, I take it as a compliment. That is so sexist. Yeah, yeah. Is it a compliment? Yeah, wow. I know. You, you fart cry like, a, like a little girl, but you fart like a man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Stephen, we've become far too comfortable with wow. each other. Well, yeah, it's, it's I anyway. don't know. It's thing, cause I do remember growing <laughs> up, my dad, and I, I think I caught him recently at it. It's, it happens when he's walking around the kitchen of his house, and he just these things just drop out, and he has no idea that he's done it. I mean, how are you in that space in the world that you like? And then I'll go to him, Dad, and he'll be like, "What?" I'll be like, "You just farted, did I? Did I? It hasn't, did I? Jesus, now I didn't know that." Like, <laughs> I mean, and they're not; they're loud as well. So I don't know if it's, but I think I've caught my. I think it is. A, maybe it's an age thing because I'm getting to that place myself where I, I'm just about realizing that I farted, you know. But sub- subconsciously. <laughs> But I think it's around the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Kind of oh, thing. definitely. Um, I don't go farting around out on the sidewalk. <laughs> Jesus. It's not an activity, is it? No, I don't fart around my friends. <laughs> I mean. You haven't farted on this podcast. I certainly haven't. Yet. But fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something so off-putting mm. about this guy he's mm. got low self-confidence yes he's obviously been unwell he's lost all this weight and then he just farts like a champ the, the, the bit where he says that um he when he told when he tells the life story that it was sad and intense that's there's there's a there's an element of that that i feel like it's nice that he's been honest mm. about stuff but i've made the very same um I don't know why I used to do it, but I used to make the exact same um, oh, yeah. uh, mistake at the beginning of, of going out on dates with people. I'd have to tell them that uh, all the things I fucked up on in the last few years. And, yes. You know, I was in a psychiatric one for taking too much drugs and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, let's have sex. Yay! You know, like, it's this weird kind of... Um, I don't, obviously haven't processed it well enough yet or something yeah, like that. that's it. I um, think with when you lead with the heavy yes, stuff, yes. Uh, you don't... It's. In a way, it's selfish. I don't think it's manipulative. Mm. I think it's selfish, though, because you're landing the other person who doesn't know you yeah. with some pretty heavy stuff. Mm. And w- where does that leave mm. them? They're just like, well, I don't. What am I supposed to say to you? Would it be fair to say that that such an individual may not be ready for dating? Uh, yeah, I would say that's very true. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was dating all over the place in my twenties. I should have probably just been locked in a room really? until I was thirty-seven. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I mean, I've. I've, I've I do feel sorry for him, but Jesus, like farting is so. Wonder- do you know what's happening here now? And I'm because I'm polite. I'm holding it, but for some reason, do you know when people talk about farting? Wait, are you talking about you like feel, right now? Feeling one coming on, like it's not. It's nothing bad, <laughs> oh, but I'm just Stephen. 
Too when far. People, do you know when people yawn? You know someone yawns yeah. and makes you yawn. No, it's the same but it's not, like, it's not like someone <laughs> farts and then everybody in the room farts. What is that? What's that thing? The brown note. You hit a certain note on an instrument. It's supposed to make everyone shit or something. It's like yeah, it's like a choir or something. Like, bum, 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 God, bum, 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 bum. when did this fart, turn into fart. some like early Jim Carrey movie? It's I just know. a bunch of fart humor for yes, twelve year olds right now. Sorry, you brought us. Okay, there, let's Griselda. You did, like <laughs> Griselda brought us there. Griselda. Chapter four. Chapter four, Griselda. This one is entitled The Nerd. A Tinder match. He had one photo I liked and a second that I didn't really like, which was very specific. One and two. <laughs> I like this one. This one, not so much. Mm. But all, but, um, but we all have off days, so why not chat and see where it leads? This was the weirdest Tinder experience yet. We instantly clicked brackets via chat, close bracket, and quite quickly moved to swapping numbers and texting. Oh, this is going very fast. Mm. Swapping numbers straight away. This guy was great. He was a self-expressed nerd. He was nice. He knew what he wanted in life. He, we had lots in common, and he made me laugh my ass off with some of his messages. He has a daughter. There's a common theme here. Mm. Oh, God, I just realized, I hope I'm not going to be one of these guys on the apps now in years You have a daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I have a daughter. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> and, my God. <laughs> and I'm not very good at texting. <laughs> this going to be... Is oh, this you're going to die alone, Stephen. <laughs> oh, I hope that daughter takes care of you. Mm. <laughs> so she said, he has a daughter, has recently... Um, yeah, so he's recently been made unemployed, but we got along, and so none of that mattered to me. He, we texted nonstop for two weeks before meeting up. Then we met, and it was the most disappointing <laughs> meeting ever. There was no spark. But worse than, than that, there was some weird feeling. When we met, he made me feel weird. I can't explain it. Anyway, poker face and all. <laughs> the, sorry, there's an ambulance going by I know, my window like, very slowly and very creepily. Maybe they heard about your held-in fart, and they're assuming <laughs> it's going to be a medical issue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we smelled something. The blue lights. <laughs> Open the front door. <laughs> yeah. Don't light so a match. Sorry. Back to the back to the date. Um, he made me feel weird. I can't explain it. And anyway, we went to a bar to have some food and a drink or two. The people who know me know I have no poker face at all. And he quickly learned <laughs> this about me as well. Less than 15 minutes into the date, he called me on it. You're not feeling this, are you? He asked. <laughs> I wasn't. And I told him so. He asked, was it his appearance? Lack of job. The fact that he had a child. <laughs> this is depressing. God. I don't know what it was, but there was something that I did not like. I know what it was. <laughs> yeah, loser. We uh, <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> oh, sorry. Rude. Sorry. I we mean, ended up staying out and having a good laugh. What? So it's going really shit, and he's really um, down himself, and now you're saying yeah. we're staying out for longer. This All right, is, let's see where this goes. Yes, mix my, sorry. I'm, yeah, wow. We ended up staying out and having a good laugh. Once we had agreed that nothing was ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. During the evening, he pulled some face that made him look like someone I had known when I was younger who I did not like. Ah. Maybe that had been it all along. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we ended the night. We went to get a bus home and I went for another pint in my local where I know the staff. I needed some cheering up. The next day, he texted asking for a second date. I said no. The day after that, he asked again. And the day after that as well, I keep saying no. Oh, no. I felt bad, but I can't be with someone for the sake of being with someone. 
It's not how I'm made. He's a nice guy, though, so I hope he finds someone. Oh, and for the record, his photo on the app was him, but looked like it was from a couple of years ago. Mm. That's a regular con- uh, yeah. problem, Jenna. I'd say a lot of people have that issue. I love I loved it. I don't know if you ever saw the English, uh, The Office, and David oh, yeah. Brent goes on a date, and um, he's kind of being interviewed about it before the date, and he's going, like, we should, we, you know, they should at least be holding a copy of today's newspaper in their profile <laughs> photo. And then he turns around to see the date, and he goes, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> But then, obviously, the woman reveals the, the picture that he sent, which was ridiculously photoshopped, looking like he was David Bowie. But um, but this is a problem. It is a problem. I mean, what's going on here with this guy, though? He's, okay, there's no spark. Well, you might be great with each other on the text, mm. and he might be funny. But yeah, no spark is no spark. You can't, no can't get pa- no spark, past no. that. No, no, no matter how much rubbing together you do. No. You can't. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's like... I remember one case of being with this guy and we'd been friends, really good friends for a long time. And then we decided to move into the dating realm. Mm. I can't tell you what a terrible mistake that was. Really? The first time we got physical, it's like my body's chemicals just were screaming, don't let him near you. Oh, wow. It was so like, I just, oh, it was awful. Wow. I loved him as a friend, but boy, it was not meant to be. That's mad. And I just think sometimes it's like that. You could probably yeah. hate someone and have amazing sex with them. And your body's like, let's do it with this one. But you're like, I, I hate him, but mm. it doesn't matter. I've definitely had the other one where like, there's not a hope we're going out, but the sex was great. Yeah, there yeah, you go. That happens a lot. Um, yeah, he just sounds... Yeah, well, at least she's honest. I like Griselda. She she, she says says what she needs to say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I like. There's definitely there's also the theme going through here of like there's um I think the lads I I do feel sorry for them but they're definitely insecure, aren't they? That like there's the last guy the farter. I mean, he's farting for fuck's sake. But then he's also <laughs> starting off with a sad, depressing life story. But this guy straight away is going, "You're not feeling this, uh, are you? Can you tell me what it is that why you're unattracted to me?" Yeah. And then he gives her a list of them. Is it the job, or is it the fact that I have a kid? Do you know, like, yeah, is it my it, that's how I look? Serious low self esteem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, no. I don't know. Someone needs to do. Cla- there's, there's money to be made in that, isn't there? Cla- I think it's already been made. Well, isn't that what Tom Cruise's character did in Magnolia? Wasn't he? He was kind of one of those men. Life coachy type guy. Yeah, but like just for men, and it was very kind of men's rights and like what you have to take from women. I mean, it was completely repulsive and wrong. No, I don't. I don't. But that's definitely (laughs) not what these guys need. But they do need like a class in in dating or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's sad. I I wonder sometimes, and maybe this is me being being very unfair. Do you think that the women who go on this? Maybe Griselda, you could write in and, yes, and answer, Griselda, this. answer this. I feel like maybe the women are a bit more together, but you know, maybe they have kind of an insular job or they just don't meet a lot of people mm-hmm. in their day-to-day life. And they're genuinely looking for someone who is their equal, mm-hmm. who's got the job, who can do things, who mm-hmm. can talk and discuss. And maybe the men who are on it are doing it because they don't have a lot going on and yeah. there aren't any options i don't know is that unfair no i i because because i I can definitely like there's definitely been times in my life where i wanted a girlfriend but i just didn't even know i probably wasn't putting a lot of effort into it but um didn't know where to look and then i got to like a stage early 30s which is actually when i met my girlfriend now but kind of like where i decided i really want to spend my life with somebody and not be you know um 
single or have just having a bit of fun here and there. Catting but, around. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't know. Um, I really didn't know where to look. And also, I definitely, I get those feelings of insecurity. Like, I was like, what the fuck have I got to offer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm funny. And, uh, you know, uh, people will find me attractive. But, but like, you know, with regards having my life together. Yeah. I know. You know? I know. Um, and so, th- so there is a kind of an element of... Um, I, I, there was one day and I went I shouldn't be telling this my girlfriend got mad but when I was in London I, uh, a girl I made coffee for and she I thought she was the most beautiful thing ever but she came from like fucking English royalty or something like that she was so <laughs> rich right yeah her background and we went on the date and all that kind of stuff and we were texting for ages after and all of a sudden she was like no 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 but I, th- I genuinely think it was the the I was like more I was too I was too working like yeah compared to working like her dad was a general in the English army in the British yeah, army yeah wow okay you know, she wore yeah. you know uh, su- sweaters over the shoulders all the time type <laughs> of vibe kind of a thing you know um, there's Ken my neighbour <laughs> he likes an old creep in the window like that he just <laughs> creeps Jenna out there hey, just side eye on us <laughs> yeah Hi. but um but I definitely but I, I so I understand what it feels like to be in that situation. To me, that woman that I went on that date with had had it all, had her degree, her masters, she had all the money, she came from money. Yeah. She was like her her life status was way above mine. And it it felt like oh, I'm fucking So I'm I'm not saying that people from different uh backgrounds can't mm-hmm. get together. However, I do think sometimes it can be um a difficult obstacle to overcome yes. if you the world worlds you come from are so different yeah because we are whether or not we like it there is a part of us that is indoctrinated into that world very early and you have to be very conscious of it Mm. and you have to want to get away from it if if that's what you desire you know but i i would be very uncomfortable dating someone who uh functioned on that level financially i mean part of me loves it i'm like exactly if i could meet a sugar daddy and you yes. could take care of everything yeah. that'd be great but the reality of it is i do want to support myself i yes. want to feel like i have my own financial autonomy self-worth yeah and i just it'd be really hard to give that up and just say oh someone else gonna take care of all that shit so does that make the the, the situation for griselda really difficult then because is it that there's the world and these apps that they haven't got together, but they're just trying to find something because they feel almost desperate that they would like some companionship. And yet she wants more, more than that. She yeah. wants somebody on her level. And at some point there is a worry that is like, yeah, those, those people are taken. Yeah. I'd say not just for Griselda, but for a lot of people, yeah. like it, you get to a certain point in your life and People do pair off, mm. don't they? Yes. Um, or if people have been in long-term relationships, a marriage or whatever, and that goes south, and then suddenly they're single, you meet them. It's not as easy anymore. It's They've yeah, yeah. got a lot of baggage suddenly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, everybody's got baggage, but... That's a, a dip- different thing. It's a different level of baggage. Yeah. And I was talking to a neighbor, actually, who went on a date yesterday, who told me, um, who gave me a brilliant perspective on how... It's difficult now in a, on another level in the middle of COVID-19 because oh, yeah. he went on a date with a with a girl, really attractive, but he was like, I'm going to have to knock this on the head now because it's either, it's only one of two things. There's no middle ground. It's either we're going to do this and we're together now or we're not. Yeah. There's no, far, you know, months of dating and doing odd things together or doing, you know, going to the cinema or 
changing yeah, it up yeah. and experiencing different things because all you've got at the moment is you've got to hang out together intensely or not and and you can't really be hanging out with other people i know it's so hard and that's a big part of it too like friends do your friends like this person do you, does your person like your friends yes i mean that makes a big difference fit in within your society yeah all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah to make it really work we've only got i mean i'm sorry how, I'm, how far sorry how much time do we've we have got here? we've only got I've, i was just going to say we've only got time for one more unfortunately there's loads more left and maybe we'll come back to them at another point because there are there there's one of them that is hilarious well let's just see if we'll skip forward to one that i found particularly uh, funny yeah let's go to uh, chapter nine i know we're skipping back yeah um, okay do you want to yeah you read that one you read chapter nine no here let me do eight because that's so short and then we'll oh, slip yes, okay. in nine <laughs> as well okay eight, okay chapter eight eight's a great one it's super short mr belfast we <laughs> met on tinder and quickly moved to snapchat because he wanted to let me hear his accent we chatted for a few days as with most of these guys i asked him if and when he wanted to meet up he wanted to meet too but only if I drove to up to Belfast to collect him because he doesn't drive. I suggested getting a bus and meeting somewhere halfway, but that was a no-go. Either I drive up to get him or I don't get to meet him. Let me tell you what happens there, listener. Yeah. She didn't meet him. Yeah, get fucked, Yeah, buddy. what a joke. dick. Me. He's just being lazy. And yeah. Just, I, I can see he just wants his hole there and he wants somebody to... <laughs> What's his hole there? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his hole he wants he wants sex basically yeah. and he's expecting it to come to him and he's just being very lazy about it and um yeah i th- i think there's an element of the immaturity on the male uh side of things on that as well as that like we kind of struggle to get away from the fact that you know we just want to have sex you know <laughs> i know as opposed to getting their shit together and like you know yeah anyway sorry we're, i'm giving the lads a bashing here because i do f- sympathize with a lot of what's going on with the males we're, we haven't got we've run it completely out of time but thank you so we might oh. come back to these with griselda but i got one more to read here one more um uh, this one is called see you in march mr tyrone another tinder match that quickly moved to whatsapp Ooh. and social media by the third sentence he was talking about how nice it would be to meet up he lives in tyrone but works in dundalk or drogheda or something like that anyway <laughs> i suggested meeting some evening after work he couldn't because of some company rule that meant he had to clock in and out in the head office uh, even though he uh, uh, sorry in the head office even though he was bussing it to another branch every day weird but I, I went along with it then i asked if he wanted to meet some lunchtime i have customers all over the place so i could work a lunch date into my schedule his reply was i'm not allowed to leave the building at all when i asked him why he said he was under a very specific contract and would not be able to meet me until <laughs> after march the 2nd 2020 this was october 2019 and i asked myself is that special contract called prison absolutely <laughs> this guy is a convicted felon or god knows what and he is in lockup baby oh my god it's so stupid oh. but that's the problem with prisons that they are sneaking phones in all the time but you know like what kind of a i don't know oh, jesus it's like does he think she's not gonna figure it out i know i know yeah. i know so it's like 
I mean, what what did he even want from it? Maybe, oh God, this is awful. Maybe with the quick switch to the social media and WhatsApp, and I'm using the evil part of the man's stupid brain here, <laughs> is that maybe because he is in prison, now this is complete conspiracy therapy, therapy? Therapy, Cons- yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theory <laughs> on my part, but is he in prison? The way that they moved to social media so they could hear the voices and all that, was he just gearing this up to be able to have a bit of phone sex? Yeah, I think he was. Wow. I mean, can you do pictures on this stuff yes yeah yeah snapchat sure. snapchat is social media jenna yeah, yeah, yeah you can put a picture or two essentially so yeah, yeah maybe he wanted he wanted to give her dick pics and all kinds of crazy yes. shit which yeah. is very polite of him not to just send them because apparently that's a problem these days people just send them <laughs> without request but he didn't do that he's such a no, gent not this time <laughs> um well griselda you're obviously uh, a very insightful person you absolutely can, you can write like a fiend yes uh keep dating there is somebody out there for you I would like to wonder because I, I know that maybe statistically on the gender listenership here that maybe they won't be in Griselda's favour. But if there is a single gentleman out there, I'm going to say like mid to late 30s, early 40s is the age range that we're talking about here. And you would like you like the sound of Griselda, how she writes. She's obviously got a great sense of humor. Yes. She's got a great spirit. Mm. She just keeps going on. Her name is not Griselda. It's a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, we're not going to tell you what that nice name is. But if you are or if you know somebody who you think, you know, Griselda sounds like a bit of fun and would be great for my good friend, Duke get in touch email the show hello steve podcast at gmail.com jenna i was going to shout out your social media handles but that doesn't exist um, uh, no for you i'm on facebook you are on facebook that's oh, what, yeah but you don't want you don't want them you don't want the randomers being friends with you no i if you tried to friend me and i didn't actually know who you were i'd probably deny it yeah and yeah. then block you yeah <laughs> because go big or go home go big or go home <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful i think you'll agree jenna indeed i do agree with P- you um we shall chat to you soon we Maybe we'll come back to these stories again, but we have unfortunately run out of time. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you, Stephen. And we shall see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit 
yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.